natural and alternative remedies, friend or foe. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how there may be supplements and alternative treatments that can actually do more harm than good on Access Health Radio. And as always, we like to acknowledge the companies that support our program, Doc. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com and their new membership program at GoMD.Care. We would also like to thank We Care Pharmacy and Apex. They have great customer service and will deliver in the local area, usually with a matching price on any of your medications. Check them out at WeCarePharmacyApex.com. And then lastly, we'd like to thank Wake Family Eye Care in Cary, North Carolina. Dr. Badwan there does a terrific job of helping people maintain their eye health and they're located at wakefamilyeyecare.com. Often, Dr. Forrest, people have questions after a show about uh, that day's topic or maybe even uh, another health-related question or questions about your practice. Where can they find more information about you and Access Health? Well, after the show, you can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we'll also provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. So if you do miss the show or if you tune in halfway through and you want to catch up, uh, you can go and listen to the podcast later. Uh, If listeners would like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to ACC Health, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or call 919-363-0190. And if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, uh, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send us an email directly at accesshealthradio at gmail.com and include your contact information. So, Dr. Forrest, over the last 20 years or so, herbal supplements and vitamins have really been gaining in popularity. But as I understand it, some of them have no evidence that they actually work. Others might even be dangerous. I'm hoping that you'll be able to shed some light on that today. Well, you know, first of all, let me start off by saying that there are lots of vitamins and supplements that are not dangerous, and some of those are required for us to have ideal health. Today, however, I'm going to talk about, you know, in general, although I'll talk about some alternative remedies and supplements that have shown some benefit, uh, what I want to focus on are things that really have not been shown to have any evidence behind them, or in some cases, ones that can be harmful. And, you know, many medicines have actually been developed from natural sources that were found to have benefits for health. Even if you look at one of the oldest drugs in the United States, aspirin, uh, it was developed from the bark of a willow tree. Uh, so, But just because something's natural also doesn't mean it's safe. So many natural or herbal supplements that are studied well enough to prove that they actually have medical benefits can end up becoming FDA approved. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But one good example is like uh, fish oil, which we have prescription versions of uh, these days. So what are some examples of supplements that can be harmful? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over a list of some of the most dangerous supplements, and I really want to get that out of the way first to make sure that patients and listeners and folks around the the audience know that if this is something they've been taking or they have a family member taking one of these, uh, they are just absolutely not recommended by by medical professionals. So the first one would be uh, kava. 
And kava is something that people sometimes use to be calming or have a sedative effect. But it turns out it can cause severe liver damage, give people Parkinson's-like symptoms, and even lead to death. So kava is definitely one you want to stay away from. Another one is called methylsinephrine, and this can cause heart arrhythmias, uh, cardiac arrest. So if you have any ingredients uh, that you've gotten from a health food store or anything with that, you want to stay away. Uh, another one uh, that's common is red yeast rice. Now, red yeast rice is sort of poorly understood because a lot of people that want to not take cholesterol medication will often say, hey, what about red yeast rice? I heard that lowers cholesterol. Well, yes, it does. Uh, red yeast rice does lower cholesterol. But the reason it does that is that it's actually how cholesterol medicine was initially developed because red yeast rice contains a statin uh, called lovastatin. And lovastatin is actually a prescription medication. And this is you know, one of the ways that statins were first discovered. So the problem with using a, a herbal supplement that has an actual prescription type medication in it is then it's unregulated in terms of its dosage. So um, if you were to take red yeast rice for cholesterol, you're not going to know exactly what amount of the statin drug you're getting. And it actually is one of the higher risk statins in terms of drug interactions, uh, muscle problems, and things like that. So you'd be much better off with one that's actually FDA approved and where you know exactly what you're getting. Uh, another example is a supplement called Lobelia. Uh, it can cause nausea, vomiting, hypothermia, seizures, uh, in, and even death. So that's one you want to stay away from. Another common one that we see in diet supplements is called Mahuang or Guarana. And that's spelled M-A-H-U-A-N-G or G-U-A-R-A-N-A. And these a lot of times are used as appetite suppressants or in energy pills. And the problem is they can really elevate blood pressure and can also cause heart arrhythmias. And there have been cases of strokes and death from people on these uh, supplements. Um, you know, another one that uh, has uh, come around more often has been lately is St. John's wort. And people have been wanting to use St. John's wort to prevent uh, you know, maybe uh, mood problems like depression. And while there actually is some evidence that it may actually improve mood slightly, the problem is that it's much less effective than actual medication for this. And it can lead to, uh, you know, under treatment of those type of symptoms and actually increase the risk for suicide. Uh, so St. John's Ward is one that I would, would avoid. And, you know, seek medical uh, help. If you feel like you have a mood issue, uh, you definitely need to see a professional and find out something that would actually be approved for that. Um, another common one is called aconite, A-C-O-N-I-T-E. And this can cause not only nausea and vomiting, but paralysis. So, again, something you want to stay away from. Uh, there's also some other ones out there that are less commonly used, like celandine. It can hurt your liver. Uh, camellia, um, which is uh, – there's a type of camellia called camellia senesis. And this uh, is sort of like a type of green tea, and it can cause liver, liver damage, death, and glaucoma, uh, elevated blood pressure. Uh, there's another one out there sometimes people use called comfrey that can actually lead to cancer and liver damage. Germander, same thing, can cause liver damage or death. Um, there's another one that is a little bit less heard of called colt's foot, and that can cause cancer and, again, liver damage. So a lot of these you're probably hearing are not really good for your liver. And when you've got a supplement in particular that has no proven benefits, you really want to stay away from things that can do you more harm than good. 
Uh, I'll mention just a couple more on this list, and then we'll move on. So another one is uh, usnic acid, uh, U-S-N-I-C, acid. That can cause liver damage. And then pennyroyal uh, oil, that can cause kidney and liver damage and often nerve conduction uh, issues and convulsions. So again, this is a list of things. If you're taking any of those or you know people that are taking any of those supplements, you really need to, uh, to caution against that. And we'll, we'll keep a list of this. We'll put a list and a link to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com because I know sometimes when you're going down the road, you're listening to the radio, you may not be able to get that complete list. So we will put a list of that uh, on our page. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. And I've heard of some of those, so thanks. I, I was wondering about uh, the effects. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You know, there are some supplements and vitamins that have been evaluated to make sure that at least what's on the label is what's actually in the bottle. And I think it's really important if you're going to take any vitamin or supplement to make sure that what's what's supposed to be in there is actually what you're getting. And there's a term, USP, and this is a mark, and it's a sign of quality, and it stands for U.S. Pharmacopeial Convention. And this is a group that helps assure purity uh, for supplements since they're not regulated normally by the FDA, and they don't test or approve dietary supplements before they're marketed. So the USP independently evaluates supplements for quality, purity, and content. So uh, at least if you see that USP label, you're going to know that what's in there is what's supposed to be in there. Straight ahead, Dr. Forrest will discuss some other vitamin and supplement dangers that may surprise you. Also, he'll have the access health trivia of the week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and today, Dr. Forrest has some great tips about supplements, alternative remedies, natural. Are they good or are they not? And some of the more common supplements, Dr. Forrest, what are some of those that people uh, take that can actually cause problems? Well, there are some supplements that are usually not dangerous. Uh, you know, they're not like on that list we talked about earlier, but they can be dangerous for certain people and for people taking certain other medications. Uh, for example, you know, I, I, the once I'll never forget this. I was uh, at a hospital and they were life flighting in uh, on the helicopter a 31-year-old patient. And uh, they call in on the radio ahead when, when they're flying patients in like that. And they say he'd had a stroke and he was only 31. And I thought, man, that is really surprising that a 31-year-old would have a stroke. But it turns out the folks that went on scene and actually uh, went to his house and found him uh, found beside his bed a whole handful of supplements. And it turns out he'd been taking fish oil, ginkgo, ginseng, garlic, aspirin, uh, all of those together. And the truth is probably none of those by themselves would have really been harmful to him. But each of those is a weak blood thinner. And so what had actually happened with all those combinations of blood thinners, he actually bled into his brain. And that's what caused the problem. So that's one example. Another example is, you know, we, we all hear about vitamins, and vitamins generally are healthy, uh, but there is such a thing as too much. And so one example is vitamin A. And vitamin A, uh, more commonly some people call it beta carotene, uh, is fine in normal amounts and the amounts you would get from, you know, eating typical fruits and vegetables and that type thing. But when people supplement with beta carotene, it's actually been shown to increase the risk of lung cancer by over 21%. 
So we used to recommend vitamin A all the time to folks, especially with skin conditions. And now we're less aggressive about that. And you'll probably notice that some of the vitamins at the store that used to be labeled with, you know, 5,000% of vitamin A and things like that, they've backed off the doses because of this increased cancer risk. So this one I know a lot of people take, and that's vitamin C. And at low doses, vitamin C is fine, uh, doesn't cause any problems. There's a lot of misunderstandings about what it can do and what it can't do for you. The truth is vitamin C doesn't help a cold once you've got a cold. Uh, it doesn't really do anything at higher doses than you need for you. On the other hand, at mega doses, uh, you know, let's say a couple thousand milligrams, it can cause kidney problems, including a vitamin C kidney stone. And it's actually been shown in one study to increase the risk of a heart attack in people with high cholesterol. So, again, you know, and, and, and back to things, you know, my mom used to say about everything in moderation, none of these in excess is good for you, even if in normal amounts are healthy. So most vitamins are going to be safe at the recommended date, dose. And some of those are actually going to be, you know, still okay at even double the normal dose. But, you know, if you get, if you get any kind of supplement bottle and it's got things on there like, you know, five to 10,000% of the recommended daily allowance, that's really probably something you shouldn't do unless you've specifically been advised by a physician to do that and they're checking levels. So for example, like with vitamin D. So what can patients do to make good decisions about which supplements they should take, Dr. Forrest? First off, if you're going to take supplements or you're planning to start, you absolutely have to inform your physician and preferably bring the products into the office and show them so they can check the ingredients. Uh, we have patients do this and take pictures with their phone and email that into us so that we know, you know what's in the supplements they're taking and make sure they're safe. Uh, and also that it's not at an excess dose and it doesn't interact with their medications. Second, I wouldn't use any supplement or vitamin if it's not got a USP label because you simply, if it's not regulated by the FDA and it's not been looked at by USP, you just have no certainty whatsoever that what's supposed to be in that bottle is what's going to be in it. And, you know, lastly, I'd say don't believe all the stuff on the Internet or even on the front of the label. Uh, sometimes you may read a ton of information about the proposed benefits of a supplement, and that tends to be in the big, bold print. However, if you look at the in the very, very bottom in really fine print, there is an FDA regulation. They actually have to put at the bottom that it's not been shown to prevent, cure, or treat any disease or medical condition. And you'll see that on many of these supplements. So in big letters, it might see, uh, you know, heart health supplement or prostate health supplement. And at the bottom, it clearly says that there's no proof for that. Um, so just just watch out for that. So, Dr. Forrest, what about eating foods for health as a supplement? There are some foods that can be very healthy. Um, you know, however, when eating in excess, those can even cause problems. So one example, and I'm a big believer in broccoli. You know, I love the cruciferous vegetables, broccoli in particular. Uh, there's been research showing that, you know, eating broccoli every day can actually reduce your risk of cancer by 80%. So, you know, I really like these cruciferous vegetables, broccoli in particular. But it's actually been shown now, it's actually been studied in people who eat excess amounts of the cruciferous vegetables, things like kale and broccoli, which normally we think of as very, very healthy. If you eat excess amounts, it can actually reduce your thyroid function and make people a little bit hypothyroid. So, you know, eating any kind of food in its natural form is fine. But, you know, we find now people where they're taking like, you know, bushels of kale and they blend it down and they drink it every day. And that's not natural. They think they're doing something natural, but naturally uh, you wouldn't drink your kale. You would chew it. And if you 
chew your kale, most people can't eat enough in a day to do any harm. So it's when people do these ultra, ultra high levels of stuff is where they sometimes get in trouble. Another example of that would be grapefruit. You know, grapefruit's a terrific uh, fruit, but if you eat or drink a lot of it, it can actually affect the dose of a lot of medications. Probably a lot of our listeners have a warning on their medication bottle that says, you know, please avoid grapefruit juice or excess grapefruit consumption. And although that normally just causes subtle dosage changes, those are things you have to be aware of. And one other food I'd like to bring up is licorice. Um, You know, licorice is, uh, some people like it, some people don't, but it is one of the most uh, biologically active foods uh, out there. And it can significantly raise blood pressure, uh, even with a, with, you know, a small bag or something like that could do it. You know, normal consumption, one or two pieces of licorice isn't going to hurt most people. Uh, but we've actually seen people go into heart failure and have really high blood pressure when they've like sat down and ate entire bags of licorice and that kind of thing. So again, food is not benign and it's good for you in most cases, especially these healthier foods, but you have to watch out because foods can act like drugs sometimes. Wow, that is a great advice. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, Dr. Forrest is going to summarize our key points to take away from today. Also, our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Check out our webpage, accesshealthradio.com, and you'll find some great information, including information that Dr. Forrest is uh, talking about today, natural and alternative remedies. So, Dr. Forrest, what are some key take-home messages about supplements that we should be aware of today? First of all, always talk to your doctor if you're planning on starting any type of supplement. You want to make sure that it's not going to cause problems for your medical conditions or interactions with your drugs. Second, only take something from a trusted source and preferably from a USP-approved manufacturer. And then lastly, you know, some supplements that are safe at normal doses can become dangerous when you combine them with other supplements or if combined with medication. So always notify your physician of anything you can change or add. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. That sound means it's time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. 23,000. That's the number of people that actually ended up in the hospital per year after taking a supplement. So that's a lot of folks that ended up in the hospital emergency room because of a supplement they took. And it turns out that 68% of people in our country do take some type of supplement. So uh, just be aware, this is uh, really important stuff. Lastly, uh, one thing to consider is that some of the natural supplements that have been proven to work eventually do end up getting FDA approval. For example, there's a fish uh, oil uh, that's been approved by the FDA called Vasipa, and recently in a study called Reduce It, it was shown to dramatically improve cardiovascular risk. So a good rule of thumb is if it's not FDA approved, there's probably no conclusive proof that it has been shown to work by any good, valid scientific research. So our scripture this week is from Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Thanks for listening to Access Health Radio, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.